Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, y'all. My doula Micah here, and here's what's coming up. I am interviewing my sister, Mara, but she has no idea she's being recorded on my podcast, which is so much fun. She just turned 50. It's her birthday. She is a mom of seven, a grandmother of five. In fact, she's actually holding one of her grandbabies while she's doing this interview. So she's talking kind of quiet. She is full of knowledge. She is so wise, so much fun. You're going to get a lot out of this episode. So stay tuned. I can hear you. How are you, Logan? You can talk as loud as you want. I can talk as loud as I want, but you're going to be quiet and talk Uh like this. Okay, that'll be fun. That'll be new. That'll be interesting. You don't usually talk quietly to me. It's funny. Hey, girl, happy birthday. Thank you. I'm old. You're 50 years old. What the heck? You're about to catch me. Oh, it's so funny to me. I remember when we turned 40 and I was like, this is just funny. (laughs) <laughs> it's hilarious. Not 50. Do you, you feel you feel old or what? No, I didn't think so. Oh, well, Mike, I'm sure I will sometimes, but I don't, you know, like I always do. All right, girl, I got some questions for you. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. So, use two words to describe giving birth. First two words that come to your head. Two words. Giving birth, um, joy and work. Oh, those are good. Those are really good. Did you feel that way about all seven? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I think labor is such a good word for it because it's just work. It's like, like, it's some of the hardest work you'll ever do. It's yes, it's painful, but I think work is a better word to describe it. It's working really hard. But then it's extremely like fulfilling. So maybe work fulfilling so it's really but yeah, extremely like probably the most fulfilling work I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you think that what you learned in childbirth like can be or have you implemented that in your life? Um, yeah, but all the time. There's so many times I'll be coaching someone or helping someone through something and I don't tell them this because sometimes it's a dude or someone young, but so much of what I'm like drawing from is actual, like my mind knows, oh, I forged that capacity in birth. I know, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially the end of birth when you have to um, be steady, you have to push, mm-hmm. you have to tell yourself, like take each moment. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of times in life with trials, we look at way too far in front of us. Yeah. We look behind us. We look at the big thing where all we have to do is just do the next minute. But there's mm-hmm. many times in when I'm helping someone or even getting through things myself. I mean, I drew off of it today. It's like, just take this minute. I take the next minute. Nothing horrible, but just work is work. Mm-hmm. But if you take each moment, it's very doable. So, yeah, I gained a lot from it. That's good. 
I think that I think that's yeah. absolutely true. I, I think I have done the same thing for myself. It's look, there is a there's a purpose, right? And yeah. I think we forget about that in life. We we feel like I, maybe suffering or something that's hard is aimless mm-hmm. and and pointless. But the truth is most of the time when we are having to endure something that's hard, there is purpose on the other side, yeah. you know? There is. There is one of the things that's helped me is is that like a lot of times I remember in birth or a lot of times when people help people through trials, I always hear people say things like, it's almost over or the end's almost here. Mm. But to me, that never comforted me because mine were like stuck or forever. For me, it helped me to give myself to that moment mm. and almost like tell myself, I'm going to be okay in this moment. Mm, and then I would take the next moment. I'm going to be okay in this. And so then it was like, instead of, you know, I think it's went over into life for me is that I'm not trying to get through with it to move on. It's like I can hold still and be where I need to be right now, knowing it's not going to be forever, but then the next moment will come, and then the next moment will come. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm like giving myself to it, and because and, I would have a tendency to fight it, and so mm-hmm. giving myself to it changes me, and I'm still like that. If I give myself to where I'm at in this moment, there's so much more grace and how I can get through the next moment, but if I fight it and I'm just like, hoping for the end if I think like and I know people think in terms of well always think about the end think about you know what's going to be there for me it's I have to just be in this moment right now yeah you know what I mean absolutely because it's so true I mean in the birthing room when a mom is fighting the contraction and trying to get away from the contraction then Mm -hmm. she it first of all it hurts more I mean like that that's proven it hurts more and then it slows the progress down Actually, your birth is going to be longer and you're making it harder on yourself when you Mm -hmm. fight it instead of giving in, like you said, and, uh, you know, we'll say sink into that contraction, let it do its job. That's what it is. That's what I tell them. You know, this contraction, yeah, has purpose, y'all. It's it's bringing your baby here. So let it do its job. Mm -hmm. And and I guess that's true in life. We had heavy sleds on Friday and all these people we were pushing and doing these really heavy sleds. And I would just be like, just continue. You're almost mm-hmm. there. You're almost there. I chuckled at someone next to me. I was like, that's my birth. That's my pushing out mode. Like, literally, <laughs> it's like I refer to it constantly. You know what I mean? Oh, people say, I can't. I'm like, you have like one more minute. Are you kidding me? Right. You, right. you could like, do anything. You could do anything for one minute. Yep. Yeah. Look how much you've already I, done, you know? Yes, exactly. And, but it, I think the idea of it, you can read all the books, you can think you know, but until you're in it, it takes you to an edge that I don't think we're always prepared for. But then when you reach that edge and you see that you can and you give yourself to it, it's like there's a certain thing that it forges inside. It's really beautiful. That's why I say it's very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I agree and, with that. Yeah, super uh, fulfilling. All right. Here's a question. You know that uh, Benjamin's birth, your oldest <laughs> son, was my first birth experience. And mm-hmm. I retold it in the, <laughs> as the introduction to my book. And do uh, you think my recollection was accurate? Hilarious. Oh, yeah. I even had Matthew read it. It was hysterical. Well, you took me back. I could even smell it again. Oh, I could God. smell all the smell. Yeah. I could remember. It was like there was a certain, like, temperature of the room mm. in the bathroom with you and Amelia. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I remember being in the fog because it's like you're there and you're not there. But, oh, yeah. It's like it was hilarious. And I remember just, it's like we had this huge production 
and it's like this huge thing and I do I remember every bit of it mm. even like move or do this or yeah and then all the heightened emotions but it's like as I look back it's like oh it was the best time it's exactly where we're at in our life mm-hmm. it was so much fun it was super eclectic but it was us okay what advice this is my last question what advice does a 50 year old woman that's you now specifically a 50 year old mama give to a young woman um, a young mom, a young mom, young mom Yep. is it's your kid. Mm. You're going to have instincts that don't let other people tell you the way to do everything, how to do it. It's fine to ask, but if you find yourself always asking, ask yourself first, mm. stop and see if you already have an impulse or you already have something in there. And many times your own instincts are exactly what your kid needs. Mm-hmm. And so instead, like everybody else gets to raise their own kids, you raise yours and trust, trust what God put in you and trust that you are the mom. And if you let those instincts come out, come out, you'll do really well. Yeah. You'll know what to do and you'll know how to respond to things, especially early on. Don't, um, don't make certain things like following what other, everybody else wants you to do is good at exhausting as heck. Mm-hmm. And so follow what you feel and what you see, and I think there's a lot of like fluff and extra stuff, extra yep. gadgets, extra methods, extra stuff that can just many times cause extra headaches. And we yeah. think that we need to do it all. And it's like, it's actually so much more natural and simple. And so find what works for you. And don't worry that you didn't get all, give all of your um, stuff you got from your shower return. You may yeah. never use half of what you got from your shower. You may, you know, those first few days or weeks it's like give yourself to it and keep it simple and don't feel like you need to follow everything everybody else is doing that's their kid you know what I mean that's their way of approaching things you know what I'm saying yeah one real practical thing I remember um as a young mom that I did away with that everybody else was doing and that was I mean I had a changing table with my first with Gabrielle Mm -hmm. and I used it a couple times, but then I just ended up on the floor or on the bed, wherever I was, that's where I changed the diaper. I didn't have to go walk into this certain room, the nursery and place them on it. I mean, yes, it makes them a little bit higher and everything's handy. I get that. But that was one thing that I ended up realizing. I don't actually need a changing table. I'm just going to sit on the floor and change the baby wherever. I have a bed. I have my lap. I with my grandbabies I'm like it doesn't have to be a production Mm-mm. and I've been even like I remember not giving I didn't like the boppy it was mm. like because you know I've got big boobs I don't need a, a big pull to hike everything up right and so but I remember thinking oh no I haven't used this and then it was kind of dumb or like a bouncer it wasn't me yeah. and I realized for me it was all more simple but it's almost like there's this unspoken standard mm-hmm. that the people before us they all they all know how to do it yeah. they all have the best advice so follow that and everything will be good. And I'm like, meh, we like each kid is like, they're yeah. from you. You've got to figure that out. And I think it's something really cool, um, cool to figure out what you and your kid needs. And there's a, it's a huge bonding. And I mean, I had seven, every one of mine were different. Yep. Every single one of mine were different. Absolutely. And they all had different needs. My, um, you know, in the middle of the nights were different in the mornings, you know, all of it. My healing process was different. Yeah. I remember after my third one, you know, my birth was forever and ever, amen. And it mm-hmm. took me probably 16 weeks to feel back to normal Kindle birth. Yeah. And for some of the other ones, I bounced back after four to say, well, you're the bounce back one. You bounce back so fast. <laughs> Not me. I felt like 
no, I'm serious. Like it felt like, oh my God, my life's been pumped upside down and shook it out. Mm-hmm. But I gave myself that room, gave myself that time and told myself, you know, whether it takes four, six, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. But I remember after Kendall just taking that time and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? This was my birth. This was my kid. She needed something yeah. more than some of my others. And I'm so thankful I took that time. But I- oh, totally. I tell, I tell my people, listen, the norm for after having a baby is that nothing is really normal. That is the norm. And now a word from our sponsors. There's Uh not a set schedule. You're not going to have the answer for every single issue or problem that you, you know, whatever decision you have to make now, you know? Yeah. Well, you were always really good about um, resting and taking the time. Mm -hmm. And you didn't seem to have a lot of standards of what you needed to get back to. You're like, Mm -mm. dude, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to enjoy this. Exactly. And I was on it took up until Rebecca's where I finally was on number six. And I was finally like, okay. I'm going to just do this whole rest and heal instead of turning. And I was like, wait, why I've been missing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still want to get back to normal. And Mm -hmm. for what reason? Like, Like you're on some time clock. But then I think sometimes processing birth takes a little longer than what people realize. Talking about it. Henry talking about it. Talking about birth. It's super healing for people. Mm -hmm. I think people that don't process and talk about it end up more in their heads later and end up feeling you know and it's like you have emotions you don't do it but it's almost like well I've already talked about it you know I need to quit for me it was like I went to a brink I went to an edge mm. and it, it changed me emotionally every yeah. time yeah. more than even the physical part I changed I deepened I went places I'd never gone mm-hmm. so it took me a while and I'm someone that it's like I do I love life I want to get back to normal I want to work hard but taking that time and processing and giving myself the um I don't know the room to take my time it was really really good and so I really found that when I listened to other people's standards on mm. um should be doing this by this time the baby should be doing this I mean my baby didn't sleep the way yours did I remember and mm-hmm. my baby didn't eat the way yours did and it was so good for me to go you know what Micah's kids are they're just right. out I mean just for them <laughs> mine aren't <laughs> like but it was good and it was like this aren't and I'm thinking about how many things like nursing I love figuring it out I love mm. figuring it out like over time, like in the moment, I'm like, help. But mm-hmm. like over time, some of my greatest difficulties, I figured out myself. I figured out yeah. different ways my babies were, my schedule, my time. And it's like, so sinking into, I've got this, I can do this. And yeah. then my confidence grew, mm-hmm. but it grew me. It grew me as a woman. It grew me as a person. Totally. And that bond I have with each one of my kids, nobody can take. Like, I know, mm-hmm. like I have this sweet thing with each one of my kids that's very specific and had I just gone, oh, this is how I do it. No, I did it different all seven times. Yes. <laughs> really you know what I mean? I was like, yes. no, I've got to find who this child is and what our pace is and what it's going to look like. And giving myself that yeah. room to do it, yeah. it was so good. You yeah, know, I think people incredible. don't know or really <clears throat> grasp each Uh one is going to have their own flavor their own style their Uh own thoughts their personality i mean y'all there's it's just crazy there's millions and millions of different things that go into each child and each person and so if you think with you know before you have a baby first of all let me just tell you this if you don't have any kids and you think you already know what the game plan is can i just tell you throw it away i'm so sorry you don't know what you're doing 
Seriously, you're, you no, you might, really, yeah. you might get some um, wisdom or information or whatever, kind of as a starting starting gate right. fine but if you've got right. a plan laid out and you think you know how it's going to go you're you're in for a real struggle mm-hmm. a real struggle oh, you are and i think that's where it's like finding finding what your you know your rhythm is and honestly taking the time that's why i think initially it's so important to keep things slowed down get to know that child get to know that baby i mean there's i was telling someone today that my second born Lauren, I knew exactly that. I mean, her personality, I could pick yes. up as a newborn. She was all her. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, who has given me? <laughs> She's <laughs> so different from me. Like me. She's she nothing was, like you. She was my first daughter. She was my first daughter. Like, and I had a fellow of six girls. But, not, like, she was like, wait, who, like, where did this kid come from? Right. Like, she was in Florida from England. But I remember it was two months old journaling about it. And I was mm. like, what the heck? And I had to just go, I don't know the first thing about this, mm-hmm. but I want to learn and I want to get to know her and love her and with everything I could. I was like, I want to help her be exactly who she needs to be as opposed to, I want to make her be mama. Cause like you have your first kid that's your same sex and you're like, Oh, they're going to be just like me. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, I was like, who are they? And how do I help them? But taking that time and how do you use the time for breastfeeding or time for all kinds of, you know, sleeping and just look at them, talk to them and get to know them. And I'm so thankful I did. And they also yeah. are also different. Because if you're doing something that's unnatural, yeah. it's not fun. It's no. not horrible. Oh, I totally fun. agree with that. I have had clients in the past, like, with the whole breastfeeding thing, like, trying everything they can. And, I mean, yeah. it is just not going well. And we're talking about a month yeah. in. And it is still every breastfeeding session in tears, upset, Baby's not happy, not enjoying motherhood. And I finally had to tell this one client, okay, can I just give you permission to consider that maybe it's time to hang this up and just let this baby be a bottle fed baby? What do you think? I mean, and she looks at me like, wait a second, are you telling me that is an option? I'm like, girl, if you don't even know that it's an option, then there's no way that you can consider, consult, pray, have the conversation about what is the best choice for this baby if you don't even know that's an option. Yeah, right. But I think there's a lot of standards within motherhood, whether we create them or people put them on us. I mean, I don't know, reading, whatever, but this idea of the way we're going to be as moms or the way other people should be as moms. Right. There's a lot of stuff in there that you can hear of, like anytime I encounter women that have fear of like, I don't want anybody to know that I stopped breastfeeding. Mm. I'm like, I do that one more time. And I'm like, right. this is really sick and really sad. Yeah. It's you and your kid and the fact that no one else should actually weigh in on this. You know what I'm saying? But there's right. many issues like that. Like if you have the baby, like how you have the baby or how your birth went. And so mm-hmm. it's really about, I think it would be wonderful if women really supported other women in this and just went, hey, you've got this, go with your gut. And it also empowers each one to say, you can do whatever's in front of you. You can do it and be confident in that. But you don't want to do things because everyone else is saying, like, this is how I did it. Right. Yeah, totally. And again, there's nothing. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get little tidbits and, you know, words of wisdom and and things like that. Maybe, you know, I, I observe somebody that I'm like, oh, I really like how they're doing this. And maybe I'm going to ask a few questions and see if that's something I want to implement. And you know what? Maybe it's great and maybe it sucks. And that is just not going to work for us. And And I think that's... Yeah, get the heart of it. Get the heart of what they're after Mm -hmm. and what they're doing instead of always just looking for these, oh, I'm going to have this like 
specific method and how that's going to fix it. I'm like, they're people. Maybe they're people, right. actual people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not a method and it doesn't work like that, you know? So true. So good. Every conversation I have with you is amazing. I have a surprise for you on your birthday. You want to know what it is? I can't wait. I'm going to tell you. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you right now what the surprise is. Oh, what's my surprise? You are on my podcast. Wait, right now? Right now. Say hi to everybody. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Wait, I'm on it right now. You are on it right <laughs> now. I sound all like, hello. It's, it's just perfect it's because like I was like, if, if I tell my sister, hey, you're going to be oh. on my podcast, you'd be weird. You'd be like, oh my gosh, oh. I, you would, I don't know. You just would not like it. So now everybody got the real you oh, no. and it was such a great conversation. <laughs> Aren't you oh, proud of me? Don't you love me? You. Yes, you're such a mess. I love you. You're so funny. I love you too, 50-year-old grandma, and we will talk soon. Okay. Well, the baby stayed asleep the whole time I yak. I'm so proud. I love you you too, girl. Okay. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at MyDoulaMicah.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to The Humor in Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week, so please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.